0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. To Words of Growth. Yes, we have a name for our podcast now. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for anyone who listened to our first one. We really appreciate it. And we're really excited to give you a new one.
1: Yeah, we have a brand new topic, courtesy of Ellie, the brains of the operation.
0: (laughs) And um, I think you're really in for a treat. So, Liz, um, before we get into the episode, I just want to... like ask you like I noticed that it was the anniversary of uh, your dad's death which is sounds horrible but I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so 10 years ago my father passed away tragically in an accident when I was nine um it was very jarring on my family but it was really incredible to see like kind of before our very eyes how we were provided for like divinely and um how we were just so protected it was really amazing so yesterday was very somber it was very um of reflective i brought myself to as an adult now understand some of the things that happened that i didn't know before um i read some statements from witnesses and kind of just i tried not to be like compulsive about it but i felt like it was time and so yeah that was you know it was heartbreaking in some ways and i looked at some of his belongings and that was very nice but um I no longer feel as like robbed of him as I would because I do believe that we'll be spending eternity together
0: uh, mm-hmm. in
1: the next life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, it was it was somber, but um, if it makes any sense, he died on a day that looked a lot like this. So that does make sense. Yeah, so having mm-hmm. yesterday be cloudy and rainy made it easier. Mm-hmm. My mom and I both agreed on that, but um, I spent some time with my mom, and that made it better.
0: Your Facebook post post was so beautiful too. Oh, thank you. I saw like I was I read it all which like it was long but it was so mm. beautiful. Like you were saying how it's you've had time longer without him than with him mm. and you kind of feel a little like I don't know. I wouldn't want to say like bad about it but you feel mm. like how is this happening like longer without my yeah. dad than with my dad?
1: It's very bitter to be honest because I it's kind of like well, I never really thought of it before, but it's when you reach, say when I turn 20, um, that'll be like officially longer without him than, than I had with him. So it's kind of like the distance is growing longer and that's very sensitive. It's very, um, uh, undesirable because it's going to be longer since I last saw him. And, you know, you worry that like your memories will fade away or you'll forget little details, but, um, Yeah, and that's difficult to deal with because, um, on a personal note, someday I will have known my stepfather longer than I knew my own dad, and
0: -hmm. that's going to
1: be really difficult. But I'm overall just so grateful for my stepdad. Um, God really just like handpicked him for us.
0: He's Um, a really great guy too. He really works well with the family.
1: He does. He um, he's a very special. He has a very special heart, and so I'm so grateful for him. I couldn't ask for a better stepdad personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm grateful, but the distance, I guess you could say distance does make the heart grow fonder.
0: Definitely makes it real. It makes it real. Yeah, that's a
1: good way to say
0: it. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so our topic for today actually um, is gratefulness and talking about why it's important. And I feel like in the times we're living in right now, a lot of people kind of take this for granted and don't really see what they do have because everyone's just losing so much and so many people are dying and whether it's from COVID or getting killed, as brutal as it might sound, it's happening. Um, I think just recognizing what we do have really, really help us. And uh, I thought that a great way to start off this conversation is asking you a question, Liz. Uh, How does gratefulness fit in with Christianity?
1: Yeah. So there are a lot of Bible verses about gratefulness. Um, one that immediately came to mind as I was thinking about this before um, on the way over was um, there's, some, there's a set of verses in Matthew where Jesus is speaking, and he says, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Um, he uses an example of like sparrows. He's like, God the Father knows every single one of those sparrows and what they're going to do, what they're going to go through, and he provides for them. So, And how much more worth are you than some, a bunch of sparrows? So I'm like, okay, well, um, I, as a human being, according to God, have great worth then. And um, he's provided for me before. So I'm grateful for all, like, God makes a lot of promises. So he promises to provide. He promises to, um, he promises heavenly rewards. And um, Mm -hmm. so that's where my gratefulness comes in as a Christian is um, knowing, especially looking back on the hard time that I just um, talked about, the tragedy, um, and knowing how um, how well we were provided for, it doesn't take a traumatic like instance to have that, but it, it does happen. And so, mm-hmm. when you look at like say the darkest moment of your life, and you see that God provided for you, that kind of opens your eyes to gratefulness. And like when I look, also the Bible talks about like creation, and when you look at everything God made, you think about like, well, then why on earth would He care about me? He's God. <laughs> um, there's a verse that's like, "What is man that You care about him?" And so I think like when I look, especially in the summertime, I kind of find myself, you know, looking, I'll go for walks a lot and I'll look at mm-hmm. nature and I'll think my first instinct is to thank God. Um, and it's, it's a very euphoric feeling, but also gratefulness, true gratefulness comes in dark times. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're at an emotional low and you're just trying to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and kind of, um, take the next step, uh, and you don't know what to do. Um, true gratefulness, true worship to God um, isn't just a feeling. It's also just like an acknowledgement. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah.
0: I love that. Like, I will do that too, where I'm just taking a walk or when I'm driving home from work and I'm just like, this nature is it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful day. I'm so grateful for this. Um, When I think of religion and I think of gratefulness, this will sound a little odd, but it almost like it almost reminds me of like like praying like it almost makes me think like i pray because i pray and then when my prayer comes true it makes me grateful yeah yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, okay because like i feel like uh someone who's like not religious i feel like they pray or when like they pray when things go wrong Mm -hmm. almost and that's when they look for god and they're like, okay, I'm not very religious, but I'm going to give this the last shot. And I'm going to try speaking yeah. to something if there's something up there and pray and see if this goes the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then they're grateful afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was like a long like thing to get to the point. But sense. yeah, <laughs> um, I believe in my own beliefs. I believe that pray not praying. <laughs> I believe that being grateful makes you happier. Mm. I think that if you're upset about something or you're going through a rough time and noticing what you do help, you do have, helps you become happier. And uh, I haven't talked yet about my beliefs with manifestation. I don't know if you've heard about that, Liz. Yeah, Yeah. I've
1: seen a lot about it, especially lately. I don't know why lately, but it's all over like TikTok and
0: stuff. Yeah. I believe in manifestation, which is basically the belief that like your life is kind of a mirror and what is in your mind is a ref- like your life is a reflection of what's in your mind and what you're thinking oh. and what your emotions are. Oh, so <laughs> it's almost like thinking about something and believing that it's going to happen and makes it happen. And I think that someone who believes in manifestation or just the basics of it doesn't see how being grateful can kind of play into it. Cause the two keys of manifesting something would be a pretend like you already have it and pretend like you it's already in your life, and B, see how you already kind of have that thing. Oh, I
1: didn't know about the third yeah, part, I yeah, see the first is, and second part a lot. But.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's say, uh, I don't know how to relate this to, but like, like a job offer, let's say you want some sort of a job. You kind of have to see how you already have that job, be like, you want to raise, okay, I have this already because... I have a job that's very similar to it and I'm grateful for that. And being grateful for that, and also being grateful for let's say your friends with your boss. Uh you're grateful because you know that everybody at your company has your best interests at hand. All of that gratitude towards all of that will help manifest that raise. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah. Hmm, That's really interesting. I see a lot of like just the um Like, I'll be scrolling through TikTok and I'll see one and it'll be like, my name is blank. I am going to be blank. Um, I don't really, I didn't know about the, like, how gratefulness, (laughs) like, is supposed to be helpful or, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah, I think it kind of helps take resistance off of it because they say the big thing about manifestation is that if you think about it and you just think about having it so much, it almost kind of puts this block on it where something inside of yourself doesn't really want it. So that's kind of, so it's called parts work. So before I go any further, a big influencer onto me when I talk about this stuff is a spiritual teacher named Teal Swan. So if you want to learn more about this, go to YouTube and look up Teal Swan because her videos are phenomenal. Like I love listening to her. I listen to her all the time. Anyways, it's called parts work where the idea is that There are fragmented parts in yourself um, that some want one thing and some want other things. And it comes from you being a child and disowning parts of yourself and then wanting to be re-owned. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) let's say, like, let's go back to the job offer. So if there's a part of you that doesn't want that job, and it might only be one part of you, you might think at the surface, I want this job. And that's it, that's point blank. I want it so bad for all these reasons. There might be a part of you in you that you don't see that's like, well, I don't want this job because it means I can't see my children as much or something, Mm -hmm. but you don't recognize it, right? It's Mm -hmm. kind of working with that part of yourself and seeing it so that it'll also be in favor of you getting this job in any way that you can. But anyways going back to my original point where gratitude and manifestation is that i think that the gratitude taking the resistance off of it kind of gives you more of a positive view rather than dwelling on what you don't have because mm-hmm. if you you can't get something that you want when you're thinking of something that you don't have like those things don't equal up you have to think of what you have and as well as thinking of what you want because if you're just focusing on what you don't have and the lack of it you're kind of manifest more lack. Oh, oh that makes sense. You
1: yeah, make a, good of, you yeah. Have a good way of explaining that. that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Okay, interesting. You said teal swan. Teal swan, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll check. It
0: out. You should. Yeah, I don't
1: know a lot about this.
0: She so. she very much talks about like psychology and like spirituality and how to better yourself, self help, but she does it in like parts work and looking back on your past and kind of correcting things that happened in your past like abuse and stuff and mm-hmm. looking back and fixing those and uh things like that she's also very intuitive she's psychic um oh, okay. but she does talk about christianity a lot too really no yeah way. she does uh okay. she talks about jesus oh. a little bit she talks about the afterlife jesus. and uh she's actually kind of where i got the original idea of the end goal of everyone's kind of teachings is mm-hmm. kind of the s- similar thing because yeah, it's, it's all similar. about like love and stuff yep. and like loving one another. Mm-hmm. So like I- I'll try to find a video for you That'd to be watch. Really awesome. Yeah, now that the starter I know that she one
1: talks about something I do know about. Guys. Yeah. Also, I wanted to ask you: Did you go to a psychic fair today?
0: I did. Yeah. Oh, I want to know about that. I I went to the psychic fair today here in Freeport. Um, it wasn't as interesting as I thought oh, it was going okay. to be. Um, so basically. I had a reading with somebody for only 15 minutes and I was talking to them about my anxiety. You know, that was the topic of last week's episode, mm-hmm. but very a very theme. recurring <laughs> theme, but it is something that I struggle with. And it's, it's a true thing. It's not a trend. It's not something nope. that like, no, it's mm-hmm. a, it's definitely like if I could get rid of it, I, I, I would. <laughs> it's not romantic. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a, uh, but we were talking about that. And the psychic that I kind of went to today was giving me some advice. It wasn't, they weren't telling me about my future. This wasn't the kind of psychic I went to. They weren't like, oh, this is going to happen to you. But basically, psychics kind of look at you and look at your most dominant, like, life path and, like, your vibrations you're giving off and then kind of go from there and answering your questions. But basically, what he was telling me was that one thing that will really help me is, find healthy, like, like healthy habits, I guess, like healthy coping mechanisms. That's what it was. Healthy coping mechanisms. And he said, this will be very important for me when I go back to school. Mm-hmm. And he also said, figure out what I like, like not, I have this tendency to, um, when I'm with somebody or going somewhere with someone or hanging out with them, I tend to just kind of be like, okay, I'll do whatever you want to do. Because again, gratitude, I'm very grateful to be there, you know, instead of kind of speaking up and saying what I want to do. And uh, he said that this is kind of an issue because this kind of leads you to people that don't really like you for you mm, he yeah has a point. He has a
1: point. yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> i don't think that about you liz okay cool.
1: uh, no i don't nice. i'm just gonna very put cool. that
0: out there i don't i think that we are very true friends and yeah, I, think I think that so. we really are we're friends for each other in our own authentic ways period yes like yeah. period but <laughs> i can think of some people who i do have this with so
1: it kind of makes you feel like a pushover yeah like in a way like, we're neither of us are very assertive people so yeah that's yeah. very
0: true and mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to deny somebody else what they want to do either. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But, and he also said that he sees a lot of drama that came to me that gave me a lot of anxiety in my life, which is very true. Mm-hmm. And I'm very afraid of drama. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I hate being inside of a, like a dramatic, like, you know, heated thing because I just think it puts so much pressure on me and it makes me want to do things I don't want to do and like talk to people I don't want to do so he says that I'm that is attracted to me because of again something that happened in my childhood that I need to kind of like look at and be aware of and again whether you believe in psychics or you don't this was very helpful in a way because it did kind of put a mirror in front of my face and show me what I do need to work on a little bit and how kind of I can approach this anxiety problem and kind of nick at it a little bit. And it was very helpful for when I go back to school too, because he told me that when I go back to school, don't expect it to be the same. It's very designed for like preventing COVID and it might be a little bit lonelier because I don't have like in-person classes and stuff, but he says that you'll work around it. And again, find healthy coping mechanisms because you might get bored true yeah that's
1: interesting um so it was kind of like a small scale festival yeah yeah yeah. did you go with anybody did you go with friends i went with my mom nice yeah nice yeah um is there like kind of any correspondence with native american ideals and psychics a little bit
0: interchangeability so okay they both believe in crystals like and and in a really so basically um, my mom comes from a Native American heritage and her beliefs are very Native American. So, and I do believe in most of it as well, but it, it's, it's interesting to explain because, so there were they, both like Native American culture and this like spiritual culture, I guess I want to say, I don't know exactly how to describe it, both believe in like mind healing where like your beliefs are stronger than like medicine and stuff, and if you believe something, then it'll heal and how to heal it and like crystal healing and stuff, which works and it doesn't work. Like I believe in regular medicine too. Oh, <laughs> like you know, right. <laughs> um, they both believe that everything has kind of a vibration to it, kind of like a living vibration, mm-hmm. like every rock and tree and creature has a life, <laughs> has a life, has spirit, spirit has a name. Yeah, <laughs> like. That's actually a huge, huge one in Native American culture, like treating everything on Earth with respect because it has some sort of purpose and has some sort of vibration to it. And uh, they, I don't know about psychics, but Native American culture believes that there are many different types of totems and spirit animals and shadow animals. Your spirit animal would be what you would turn into at your best. Your shadow animal is the animal that's associated with the your personality that you reject about yourself, like your your shadow aspects of yourself, I guess. And your totem is the animal that protects you. Oh, yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, that. it is really cool. I do believe in that too. And uh, they also believe that you even have like a totem rock and like oh, a totem wow. a totem flower and like oh, a yeah a, a spirit flower and a shadow flower and everything like everything like on earth you have this like shadow spirit totem relationship but the big one is obviously like the animal yeah that's Uh, really interesting a lot of things are very similar in both i don't want to say like cultures because native american is a culture i guess i would say a lot of things are similar in this like the spiritual movement and psychics and such and native american culture but again They're not. They're not the same thing, so interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, I know that we also wanted to talk about how you don't necessarily have to be religious to be grateful. Um, Yeah, I want to know your thoughts on how.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is probably a better question for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kind of realized that after that. But I don't think that it's necessarily. You don't have to necessarily be religious to be grateful for a lot of reasons because. A lot of people think that to be grateful you have to be grateful for some to some power that's higher than you some like superior being is responsible for everything that you do in your life and giving you everything when there's some people that are like, "I did this all myself yeah that's like true. I'm making this yeah. like <laughs> I put in all the work, so I'm grateful for me, which if you listen to my beliefs in last podcast, I think that everything is you. And like, there's, or, you know, you could think that everything is you if, if you believe it, but basically, even if you do believe that you're a very singular being and you don't believe in God or you don't believe in some higher, higher power, um, I think that being grateful makes you not take things for granted. Mm-hmm. Because even if you have, like, a family and you're very, like, non – if you don't believe in anything, you can still be grateful for your family and grateful that they're there and not believe in a higher power.
1: Yeah. Um, Personally – okay, so here's an example. A lot of the time, say you hear about, like, a medical – like. Uh, serious medical accomplishment a lot of people the first thing they are gonna do is praise God and that kind of invalidates the doctors who work so hard mm-hmm. um, so when I see something like that um, it's really important that we don't neglect the skills that these people worked years to gather and mm-hmm. to garner and just uh, they poured their blood sweat and tears over textbooks for ages um, and <laughs> like racked mm-hmm. with student debt so that is really <laughs> important mm-hmm not to, um, neglect because they worked really hard. Um, I still believe that God has designated people to do certain jobs. I couldn't be a doctor. I don't feel like that's my calling, but, um, I think he has something for all of us. And so, um, that's just an example for me personally. It's hard to, um, put myself in the shoes or thought pattern of another person. Um, Mm. there's a verse that says every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights. So God, um, I think that's kind of in my subconscious. So like, like I said, with nature, when I see Mm -hmm. nature and I'm really pleased by, it, I'm really, it gives me serotonin. (laughs) I'm like, okay, thank God. Um, kind of is just automatic. So I'm not really sure what it'd be like for somebody because mine is usually directed upwards. Um, so, but I think, yeah, for, like, for somebody who, um, for somebody who isn't, like, uh, let's say atheist, like, not agnostic, doesn't believe in a higher power, um, I wonder what it would be like for an atheist to, um, to find something they're really grateful for, but not attach any, like, eternal value to it, or... Um, or blessing to it yeah i wonder what that's like i should i should
0: have asked my atheist friend before just this. uh just to clarify can you define what an atheist is real quick
1: yeah so i would say an atheist i think most people would say that an atheist is somebody who does not believe in like really any way shape or form in god or a higher power or um a creator um an intelligent higher divine being would say, there's a, probably a mm-hmm. lot more to it, but that's what that's the like defining characteristic to me. Um, some more like science based, even though, like, for me, I think some science and most science and most Christianity can go hand in hand. It's hard to explain,
0: yeah. I think but, so too. Yeah. yeah, it's that's a whole long episode. <laughs> I think that science and any kind of belief system can kind of go hand in mm-hmm. hand because, as I said, I truly believe in um, evolution, mm-hmm. and you don't but that's okay yeah but that's okay um but at the same time evolution still might even though it's science-based it still doesn't mean that there isn't a higher power Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah you know what's really funny is that lately i'm kind of like i'll kind of you know how we were talking about you'll kind of pause and be like oh my word i'm alive i exist yeah (laughs) so basically um i was like am i a monkey's cousin (laughs) (laughs) Or like apparently we share dna with banana plants i still don't fully understand how that works i've Mm -hmm. forgotten a lot about what i learned at seminary if you want to call it that yeah but um but yeah it's i still get those little moments where i'm like oh my word and i'm kind of like there's we're such sentient beings Mm -hmm. like we're so intelligent that i'm like i don't know how You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, I kind of have those little moments lately where I'm like, oh my word,
0: what? What makes us so dominant over all these animals and this nature? And I think about that a lot too, honestly. Usually when I think about that, I automatically think, well, we're
1: philosophical. We're very philosophical. We are the only creatures that like look up and wonder. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's very basic what I think when that comes to mind.
0: Yeah. It kind of thinking of that though I always wonder I'm like I'm my own person what Mm -hmm. makes me so much different than like this other person because I could have been born that other person as weird as it sounds Mm -hmm. you know and it kind of goes back to what I was saying in the last podcast with the with oneness Mm -hmm. I was like so I guess that kind of leads me into a question for you Liz do you believe that like gratefulness and kindness go hand in hand definitely think they can yeah yeah
1: because usually when you're grateful for something kindness is kind of like a secondary reaction kind of like a secondary result so if i'm grateful for something and i kind of like i said get that like euphoric feeling Mm -hmm. um out of me from that gratefulness is going to come say like okay god has provided for me i want to help provide for others so um yeah yeah so kind of it's kind of i think kindness is kind of a result of gratefulness in one way i don't think that's the only way to kindness but um, that's something that I've
0: noticed. I think a lot of people who are religious are super kind. I think they're very kind. Well, oh, uh, I'm glad you think that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, a lot of people don't have that belief. But the people who are religious that I've come into contact with are, in this day and age, and where I live, are very kind. It only gets to be, I guess you'd say not kind. It gets to be a little bit, you know, uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. is when they do try to, like, push your beliefs on. I'll give you a little bit of an example. Um, so last year at Yankee Candle, when me and Liz both worked there, Liz wasn't working this day, this really, really religious family came in. I don't know what religion they were. I don't
1: know if you've heard this story yet. I
0: think, I think you might have. They they were like Catholic or something, but they were like an extreme Catholic, an extreme something. And they were so religious. And they come in, and it, uh, it was me uh, and somebody, somebody else working. And they're like, oh, like look at this place. Freeport's such a lovely place. God gave you, like, a beautiful place to, you know, make a bunch of stories on or something. And they kept relating everything to God and everything to Jesus and everything to, like, some sort of religious thing. And they asked uh, my co-worker to pray with them. They're like, what do you want us to pray for? Do you remember that? They're like, what do you want us to pray for you for? And then she at first thought it was a little weird. And she's just like, okay, I want to pray. I want you guys to pray for my my kids with me. And they did. And she thought that that was insanely kind. However, it got a little weird when they're like, oh, we went into your church. And what I was saying, I'm like, well, thinking, I'm like, that's not my church. I don't go to that church. Right. I mean, it's in this town, which I live in, but it's not my church. And they were saying things like that, where they're like, oh, like, the God that gave us this land and and I was saying, what are you talking about us? (laughs) Not that that's bad. I'm not saying that I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe in God because I do believe in a God. And I do believe that in a way we got this land and by some sort of a higher power. But I think that it's a little bold saying like, Oh, our God gave us this land. Let's, you know, Mm -hmm. I think kind of it's someone forcing you to be grateful for something it's true
1: it's kind of like um i don't know what the word is but also one of my first okay one of my first reactions was um we're about to run out of time we'll have to start the next segment but um why don't we just like
0: yeah through your mind like you being the religious one here somebody who is that extreme that just relates everything so strongly to their religion and they can't even have a second thought without thinking of religion and very much try to push it on to other people. What do you think goes through their mind?
1: In myself, I have noticed that when I say I was to walk into a store, um, there, there is this thing in Christianity called the great commission and it's go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations, all people tell people about what Jesus did and how he rose from the dead and all that. Um, And for me personally, I respond to that with anxiety because I'm too focused on, like, what are other people going to think? Um, Am I going to be thrown out of this establishment, Um, et cetera, like, even though even if I go about it kindly. So I like my anxiety response. My anxiety is the response. So I God is the center of my life. I aim to keep him at the center of my life. Otherwise, my Existence goes into chaos and everything makes no sense. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I understand that their heart, their heart is in the right place. It absolutely is. Um, But it's hard to kind of, like you said, like push gratefulness Mm -hmm. because they don't, that person doesn't, might know nothing. They might never have heard the name Jesus before. They (laughs) might know absolutely nothing about the character of God. So how can they like, That gratefulness isn't manufactured. It's a response from, um, we call it the Holy Spirit inside. Mm -hmm. So when you believe in Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. And out of you is going to flow like a changed heart and a new life. Um, A transformation occurs. So until that transformation happens, how can we expect people to um, relate to us when we say we're grateful to God? Because they don't know our God. They don't know. They haven't had maybe the years and years of experience that we have in relationship with God. Um, so I want to be very careful when I talk with other people about it because I don't know if there is religious hurt in them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of experience they've had with the church. I was very happy to hear that you've had such kind experiences with religious yeah, people because yeah. it's when you're in when you're on the inside, it's really easy to look at, say, Oh, Westboro Baptist Church, and <laughs> oh, shudder, and feel like um, really discouraged because how are people? How can we ever? like hope for people to come to know the God we know Mm -hmm. if we're shutting them out like that and giving them such a bad experience. So circling back, you want to, I want to be very careful. Like when I introduce the topic of God to somebody, um, I want them to see that I'm a, I'm a real person. (laughs) I'm like, I still struggle with things. I'm not bound to stop struggling. I'm really, I have the same nature as all the people around me. So the person I'm talking to, we have the same inherent nature, I believe. So, um, I'm just as likely to make the same mistakes they would. So I don't want to have that holier than thou persona. Yeah. That's what bothers me. I don't want the holier than thou persona. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very sensitive. You never know what they've been through. You never know what they've suffered or what they're going through at that moment. You're talking to them. So, um, I love to, I don't want to walk into something, be anxious and be like, God, blah, 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 and they're like,
0: so the, the yeah. people that do push that don't have that anxiousness, do you think?
1: Um, I think, I think what I'm trying to say is that they might, so they're kind of just being really awkward with it, Yeah. with the conversation, or if they're like me, they, that might be for them. It kind of sounds really manufactured and like,
0: I'm trying too hard. Do you think that they're, they truly think that they're trying to, that they are helping?
1: I think they probably do. They probably, yeah. I know they have like really good intentions. Um, but there comes a point where it just doesn't feel like they're like, are you like a real person? Like I have <laughs> like, yeah. the same struggles. <laughs> like, is your life perfect? Cause if it, I don't want to know, you know, I want to know that like you still struggle that, but, but that you're being helped through it. Yeah, I want to know that there's love behind this. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the perfect keyword, the love behind it. I mm-hmm. think that as as you said before, and as we said in our last podcast, I think that the great way to get through to someone is starting with that aspect of love. Yeah, <laughs> I think it that works. That, it does work. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, well, you're talking about that because you talked to me about God and religion and stuff. That was one of our first big conversations at work, which was super cool. Yeah, just, it, like,
1: meet somebody and start talking about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: it was super super cool. Uh, I remember. Um, Liz's mom, Allison brought me in a book once and, uh, she, she left it there and somebody we worked with, uh, I don't know if I can say names on this podcast, <laughs> but it was so funny cause I got there and then, uh, they're like, oh, she's trying to convert you. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so, but that's really funny that that's you think funny. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what
1: was I going to say? Oh, we, okay. So I went to a Christian college and what we did is we had youth camps all weekend, Uh, every weekend Um, and so what we would do is like the improv team would do a skit and so we did something like I was on the improv team and I had to be um, shaggy and my friend was Scooby and my best friend was playing Peppa Pig and so it was kind of just like a mix (laughs) yeah it was all these different characters kind of like trying to help Peppa Pig find her way home and so the point of that was to kind of break down walls mm-hmm. to share the love of Christ with them. So kind of to, cause you know, they might have those protective walls in place and we want to come for them and help them know that they're safe here mm-hmm. and that um, we're not these super strict, like difficult people. So the point is like breaking down those walls lightheartedly with mm-hmm. love, you know, however you yeah. might need to. And that really helps because we saw a lot of people come to know who God was. In those times. Yeah.
0: Do you by chance remember how our conversation started? I don't. I wish I did. I don't either. But I think that it was really good because we were both sharing our beliefs kind of yeah. equally. Yeah, yeah, we
1: listened and
0: we you know, we thought about things for
1: ourselves. And that's that's what matters is you have two different people who think for themselves. You need to think for yourself. If you want to have a genuine belief in anything, you have to think for yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that one thing that we were talking about, though, um, was when it comes to the Bible, I believe the parts that are actual history, like, I definitely believed that in Jesus. Like, I believe that Jesus was a person. I believe that he was more of, like, a, a spiritual, like, oh, it's the word. I know, I'm losing <laughs> in- Influencer, like a, uh-huh, you know, or like, like a sage. Or yeah, whatever. something like that. Like, I, I do believe that he had gifts. And I believe that he came down to help people and teach them and kind of show what he, he knew. But I do believe that his words got twisted in a way. Yeah. And I think that they got twisted when they were put in the Bible. And I know that's kind of going on a leap saying that. And I could kind of... No, it's really... Yeah. Bad.
1: It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get that. i am yeah. there. Yeah. I still wonder.
0: But I definitely believe he was a person. And I actually... It, like, when I think about my spiritual journey, I, I take things that he said and, and, and keep like, read them. And, you know, I think of them a lot. So I, I think he was very, a very important person in history.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, um, my word, I wish I knew, you know, one thing that really stands out to me about Jesus is that the Bible explicitly states that, like, he wasn't much to look at. So like, <laughs> there wasn't like, there was no defining, like, Outward appearance that people would have been drawn to, so he looks like a very average, maybe five foot four
0: really?
1: Jewish man. Really? Yeah, he, I looked it up once, and I was like, "How tall was Jesus?" Because
0: in everything, when I, <laughs> all the movies and stuff, and yeah, everything, he's like five ten. Yeah, and he's like super hot and muscular, <laughs> like and like has hair. yeah that <laughs> yeah. like that look going for him with like yeah. the beard
1: and the yeah. That is like okay. So one thing is that Europe, like specifically, we're going to talk about European churches. They portray him as. Caucasian. Yeah. With flowy blonde hair and blue eyes. Not true. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Not accurate. I've come across people recently who just have to insist that Jesus is white. I'm like, why do you need him to be white? Yeah. How does that honestly. change his message? And that really just makes you look really racist. Yeah. So, like, why do you need him? You know what I mean? That's a whole different story. Anyways, um, they did that to make him more relatable. Yeah. More like, to like cool. oh, he looks like me. Oh, that's a very endearing face. But really, yeah. according to the Bible, he didn't he wasn't much to look at. That's <laughs> so, actually like,
0: really cool. Yeah, he was yeah. very
1: humble in appearance. He had a very like humble family who um, you know, didn't come from much. His mother was probably like fifteen when yeah. she had him and his father was a carpenter. So I mean, he didn't like and he was in like a, a lowly town.
0: Was he a carpenter too?
1: He did. He, he did was, turn out to yeah. be a carpenter, yeah. He did take his father's trade for a while, which when you think about it is really interesting because he died on a piece of carpentry. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really interesting how hey. it comes
0: full circle like that. But speaking of white men, um Let's get into it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> do you believe God's man?
1: I do. It's hard. This is hard because um I I saw this there's this preacher on TikTok, I can't remember mm-hmm. what um denomination he's from. He's uh I think he's a priest. Um but he, the way that people will talk about this is how um, the we know the angels are genderless. Mm-hmm. They they don't have an assigned gender, um, and they don't really. I don't think they really like choose identities at all. But because um, they have, yeah. So the Bible uses he/him pronouns, and like in descriptions of how they see, like in Revelation, it's so, like he has a revelation of God, and he sees God. And, um, it all has male characteristics, mm-hmm. but that's in the new Testament. In the old Testament, nobody saw God's face and lived the only time somebody, I think somebody really actually saw the face of God was Abraham, who's the patriarch of, um, Islam and Judaism and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw God's back. He didn't get to see <laughs> his face. So, I mean, there's, there is an argument that like, like the angels, God, isn't limited by gender, but I do think God is male because of the he, him pronouns. Um, I do believe, and since Jesus is the son of God, so he, he is God in man form kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. Made in God's image kind of, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So that's actually something I think about a lot. Um, I'm going to admit right now fully with my beliefs I don't know what God is. I believe that there is a God, but I haven't really, like, fathomed in my mind exactly an image for what God, he or she is, like, thing, being, whatever. So that's why I kind of, when I think about God, I kind of associate God with the universe, but they could be separate, I don't know. But it's interesting because when I listen to all these, like, people that I look up to, like, the influencers and, like people that talk about spirituality and my like beliefs and stuff, some of them refer to God as a man. Um, like I know a sad guru does and he's very spiritual, but, and I think that even like, like some other, some other people do too. And I don't know if it's because it's become such a trend to refer to God as man. I mean, I even see myself doing it sometimes and I'm like, God, Oh yeah. Like he, or whatever, like, but I don't know if, that's the truth like so my grandmother was very dead set that god's a man i was talking to her about that once when i was really little because she had a freaking picture of jesus up on her like nightstand or whatever and but as i said my grandparents this was on my dad's side weren't very religious so i think that it was just you know something that they went to when times were tough Mm -hmm. and uh i asked her why she thought god was a man and she didn't know how to answer it yeah so I think it's, it's, it, it's, interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, basically Jesus had to be a male in order for legitimacy for the throne. Yeah. So like, and even though that was, and to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody so, was going to listen to a woman. Right. Period. I mean, uh, in Judaistic history, there are like female, there's a per- a time period where God had judges put in place. So kind of like to keep the order Mm-hmm. and keep the laws flowing and stuff. And one of them was a woman, and I just love her because she led people into
0: battle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I saw your Snapchat yeah, on that. Definitely. Yeah,
1: definitely. yeah, so basically, that's just one of a few, and I love her so much. Mm-hmm. But in order for Jesus to, um, in Judaism, very simply, people like King David or King Solomon, you know, men, mm-hmm. um, There was like, there's like a whole list of kings who assumed the throne of Israel and stuff. One day, literally, Jesus is going to sit on the throne on earth. But um, in order for him to be viewed as legitimate and like further his claim that he was the son of God, he had to be man. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: There's a whole lot it. of prophecy behind that. <laughs> <And> there's like <laughs> so much about like royalty and stuff. But very simply put, that's what it was.
0: So. Oh. So is it a... A Christian thing to be grateful for Jesus every day or is it grateful for God? Like, what? Is, what's the difference? Same thing. It is the same thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, um,
1: Jesus, this is hard um, for some people, um, understandably, because uh, it can get really confusing and basically any illustration, we talked about this in college, like any illustration you can make of the Trinity is probably heresy. I was like, okay, well I saw this one illustration that's <laughs> like a fidget spinner and in the center is like god so if you can think about it as like the same essence yeah just in
0: three forms god son holy ghost what's the holy ghost
1: the holy ghost is the helper so it's when jesus was talking to his disciples he's like i'm leaving you but i'm not he's like in physical form i'm leaving you i'm going back to the father but i'm going to send um the helper which is the holy spirit and he's gonna give you the words to say when you're having hard discussions and he's going to guide you and like enlighten you and all those things.
0: That's really cute. Yeah. It's really,
1: it's really amazing when you kind of experience it for yourself.
0: Okay. Um, Another question. Do you believe in reincarnation?
1: You know what? I've been thinking about this a lot. (laughs) So there was a time where um, my friend, my one of my best childhood friends, I hung out with her all the time. Her father, her adopted adoptive father passed away from cancer and I think shortly after, they got a dog, um, and his name was Gus, and he was this lab. And sometimes the way he would look at you mm-hmm. kind of, like, made them wonder, like, oh, my word, that's kind of just like Dad. And so I don't think I believe in it. I don't know about any evidence for it, but um, biblically, no.
0: Yeah, that's understandable yeah, for you. I do want
1: to understand, like, the science behind it, really. So science behind it.
0: it's really interesting, because... When you look at reincarnation from like Hinduism or Buddhism or something like that, it's kind of like evident that they definitely believe in it, but they also believe that your mistakes in one life can carry on to your next life, which I don't believe in. I don't think, I think that you're very like a fresh slate when you come back in. So like you're the same
1: essence, the same being, but you kind of start over.
0: Yeah. Yeah um they also believe that you have this kind of chart to fulfill like this you have to come in as a goat and then you have to come in as as this next animal and then as a human like i don't believe in that either but it's it's cool to think of you know and i do believe that you can reincarnate i definitely believe that you can reincarnate as other humans however i'm not sure about reincarnating as animals or bugs or like trees or something um one person kind of put a perspective on this for me that really changed the way I thought when it comes back to learning, like God learning themselves, you know, like us as God, a fragment of God, learning who we are by living. It would only make sense for someone who comes down as a butcher to come down as the cow next, you know, Mm -hmm. that's being butchered, Mm -hmm. which is kind of in a way, karmatic because they're like, oh, they they came down as the cow next because the butcher butchered these cows. You know, it makes sense. But you could also say it's not karma. It's not chromatic. It's perspective. You want both perspectives. You want right. the perspective as the cow that's being slaughtered, and you also want the perspective as the slaughterer, the butcher, you know? So um, I think that that's super cool. And in a way, with my thought process, I could see that as being true. I could see that as happening. But I also wasn't raised with the idea that we could come down as animals mm. well like my mom kind of, kind of talked to me about this and it, it's weird because as i said she's got very like native beliefs but the one thing that she didn't really like like adopt i guess into her belief system was us coming down as animals as well uh my mom has the idea that animals are so pure so pure and so loving and they almost in a way that they don't have anything new to learn that's why animals pick such hard lives some of them do because some of them get really abused and mm-hmm. some come down just to be slaughtered. Um, but who knows? Because people might want to come down or spirits might want to come down to experience what that's like too. So as in like they can choose. They can choose, yeah. Interesting.
1: So my question about that is, is the um, the goal to like God learning itself, um, is that the ultimate goal? Or is it um, kind of like, like with the chart, is there like a purpose for like because like how what purpose um, would you fulfill as a goat?
0: That's really or interesting. Bee? Or a beetle. <laughs> or a beetle. <laughs> or a bee. Or a you, you have to would bite somebody
1: in particular.
0: <laughs> I think that we're all very unique, and I think that our spirits are very unique. And as this unique perspective, you getting to pick what life you come in as. Does two things. I think that there is a purpose. I think that within the life there's a purpose, but I think that the ultimate goal is that kind of learning. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that, like, I coming down as Ellie, I have a purpose that I already knew of before I was born. I'm going to go be Ellie because I want to learn what this is. I don't know what that is yet. Maybe someday I'll learn, but, and like, you're Liz, and you want to come down as Liz to learn this, you know? Yeah. Um, like Kind of like how I was talking about uh, in the last podcast about this person might want to come down to learn what true love is and true belonging is, so they might be born into uh, a 15-year-old mother, to a 15-year-old mother who didn't want them and was going to abort them but was forced to have them and doesn't really, you know. So that's their their whole life purpose is to kind of get back to that state of knowing this love that they weren't born into. It's to know what you don't want, to know what you do want. So yes, I believe that there is a purpose, but you fulfilling your purpose is you learning.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, So if I was coming back, I don't know if this would, if I, came down as if i chose to come down as liz does that mean i should remember where i was before or does that kind of have to do with the clean slate
0: i think it has to do with the clean slate okay. that makes sense because um, you don't yeah. remember don't your remember past anything. life <laughs> you see when I I, some I,
1: kids say stuff but i don't
0: know yeah, but, yeah. some kids do say stuff so, say stuff about <laughs> their past lives because they're so close to it and they kind of oh. remember it yeah um When I honestly, when I think about like spirituality and I think about my beliefs and stuff, I really don't focus on past lives. I don't really think that it serves me right now. I kind of just focus on how to make my life better in like the moment. It's fun to think about past lives and stuff, but it's not something that I really put a lot of energy into because I still kind of have that questioning of do we come down as animals? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It, It would make sense. To me kind of just to know that purpose that like fulfilling two roles are like I guess another example would be like you could be the farmer and then you could be the cow on the farm or something like that Very poetic I like yeah. That. yeah yeah or like the chicken on the farm or like that, you yeah. know uh it, it's interesting so it's it's the same reason why I don't wonder and and wonder and wonder what is God like mm. what is the vibration of God like for the longest time, I didn't even know what heaven was and I didn't really know about an afterlife. And then I started thinking about it after this one really weird experience I had with a Ouija board, which there's a whole other can of worms. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> we should talk about
0: that sometime. We should. Yeah.
1: Um. So that must inspire like gratefulness in you now that you have like some clarity or like what you believe about reincarnation or purpose that must inspire gratefulness in you.
0: Yeah. Neat. Yeah, it does. Very cool. But my question for you with that is when you think about God and you think about heaven and you think about your afterlife or wherever you go, how do you think that helps you in the now?
1: In the now, um, I yeah, that's that's actually a really good question. In the now, I was thinking about this earlier in our conversation. It gives me hope um, because, you know, with everything that's going on around us, it is super unpredictable and super socially tense yeah anxious. And so I wonder, like, well, what direction are we heading in? Um, it inspires hope because it like there's a promise that, you know when all this is over, he's gonna wipe every tear from our eyes. and um, that's really comforting to me. So I think about his promises and I think about how he's he says he's not going to leave me or forsake me, mm-hmm. and um, how there will be eternal rewards based on how well I serve him um, here on earth. And so that gives me a lot of hope for the future and for that eternity and it's very comforting
0: that is very comforting and i can see how that would be very comforting the only thing that kind of like frustrates me a little bit about that in my own self is it's like why are some people doing all of this and thinking all of this if the reward is for afterlife why can't the reward mm. be for in life Yeah, you know
1: yeah i do think Oof. about that a lot i'm like okay well do i like am i just bound to a miserable life (laughs) and it's like the bible's like no he's still gonna bless you in this life i'm like okay but um yeah that it i do get caught up in kind of thinking about that and how like oh so i'm just doomed to live a whole miserable life but you know even if i did we do believe that like this is just a blip on the screen and this is nothing oh i believe that too Yeah. yeah so even if that was the case yeah it sucks for right now but it's not gonna not going to matter because I'm not even going to think about the Bible says we are not even going to think about former things in heaven and that's forever and ever and ever so this is just a tiny piece
0: see this is kind of why no matter what anyone says to me you won't get me to believe in hell I don't think that God would ever deem anyone an, an experience of eternity of like just hell like the awful something awful being done to you over and over again for just a blip you know, just a blip mm. of a like a life. That's hard. That's hard. it's so hard for me to believe. Like, a part of me believes that this is hell. Like what we're in right now and what we're living right now sense. is hell. <laughs> Think <laughs> about it though. Yeah, that would Think make about sense. like the human trafficking this sucks. and like, you know. Sweatshops and all the rape that happens, and you know, like all like the murders and the mass shootings. Like it's also evil, yeah, and it's also it's hell-like. Hell. Yeah. yeah, some people
1: literally like live in hell on earth. Basically, they're just so. And think about animals that get abused. Oh, word. I know God has a special place
0: <laughs> for people who do
1: that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: like that makes me more upset than some things that happen to people sometimes like when i hear stories about animals getting abused i just get so upset because those animals can't talk they can't can't defend themselves yeah they can't defend themselves and they can't tell someone what happened to them Mm. so it's just it breaks my heart Mm.
1: yeah thinking about eternity is like super mind-boggling and
0: incomprehensible much of the time yeah the only thing where i kind of trip up on this whole like reincarnation thing is that when i think of reincarnation i wonder to myself i'm like when does it end you know
1: at what uh, point does the cycle yeah stop?
0: when does the cycle stop like when are you done with all your lives like when you've learned all there is to know but when do you know there that you've learned all there yeah. is to know you know you can always learn more like and if how many souls and spirits are there you know?
1: Right, and, like, it kind of, I wonder if, I don't know if it, like, transcends into a spiritual way after, like, but we know that the Earth, like, its climate is dying. No, it is. So, like, at what point, like, when the Earth becomes uninhabitable, how does that cycle keep going? Does it go into a different realm, or does it, like, you know? So, I wonder...
0: Well, this is a science science sciencey question, actually. Like, Mm -hmm. how many other universes do you think are there? How many other universes, galaxies you know i
1: think it's like i think right now there's a huge conversation about is life is there life on other planets is there you know
0: are there other shares? planets way over there right somewhere like else the yeah the
1: final <laughs> frontier of space when does it end? oh my word now i'm totally i got this <laughs> they're also like going to a dark hole but um there's i definitely think like sure there might be some like microorganisms on mars i mean it's it's a,
0: some kind of yeah. yeah what they're what if they're like little <laughs> things that are like us though you know it's, it's weird you know about. It,
1: yeah i for me when it comes to my faith i think about how like the earth is set perfect distance from the sun to where we don't burn up and we kind of stay that way we just go around and it's like the only planet that we know of that has human life Mm-hmm and I think human life is super special and important. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how to like put that into words philosophically, but um, that's kind of what I think of—how perfect it all came to be. You know
0: I mean, but who knows if there's another sun out there you with know. planets? You know what somebody distant? told me what? once?
1: I was talking to Jesus. I was talking, <clears> uh, I was talking to somebody <laughs> about Jesus. I was talking to Jesus. You <laughs> know, I talk to Jesus right all the movie. time. <laughs> yeah, but I was talking to a friend about Jesus. And he posed this thought that, like, what if in another universe there was a Jesus? And I was like, okay, I've never heard this theory before. And I can't remember exactly how he explained it, but he was like, what if on this planet it was kind of a similar cycle with, another Jesus, with, with a Jesus? And I was like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue your point. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can't remember how he ended the point, but it was kind of like jesus for them and jesus for us kind of like that i wish i could have him explain it but it was really interesting i was like i've never heard that before
0: i I believe it could be possible we can't prove that it's not
1: i want to know but i also don't want to know So i feel like my faith would just
0: be like destroyed anything could be possible like have you heard the theory of last Thursdayism? Which is, like... Last thursday Yeah, because it's one of those things where you can't prove against it, but you also can't prove that it's, like, not real either. It's, like, ah. everything in existence, including everything that you thought has happened to you, was invented last Thursday.
1: No way. I've yeah. never heard that before. I've come across a lot of different theories like, lately. But...
0: everything in existence... Existence was created last Thursday, last and thursday. you just think it happened, and you have all these memories because they were ingrained into into you. That's in the existence. Yeah. Sometimes the other day I kind of just like had this mini
1: existential crisis where I was like, are we in a simulation? I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I need to know, I need to know. But I don't know. And I don't Again, I, you can't prove against it. It's crazy. It's um it's like I thought about it this way the other day. I was like, okay, well if it seems crazy to believe in a god who cares and loves you and knows you every fiber of your being that you don't even know. How is it not crazy to believe in a simulation controlled by extraterrestrials or some other? So what's crazier here?
0: This is this is definitely a conversation for another day. But I'm Uh just gonna say a little bit about this. You know how our minds are a very powerful thing. Super, super duper powerful. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like our and our beliefs are very powerful Mm. because there is that. You know, you hear all the time about how mothers lift these cars off their kids and, like, like things like that. And how the, like, placebo effect where you, like, taking a pill that's not supposed to do anything, cure something in you. or And it's kind of because you believe it's going to happen. You believe that this is going to help you. Therefore, it does help you. Like, you believe that X, Y, or Z will happen. And then it does. And even if it's not scientifically possible. And a lot of people actually say that that's because of God or some higher power. Ooh, However, I, I think that in my own beliefs, I think that it is because we are a part of God, because okay. we are, you know, that manifestation right. thing, yeah. right? Okay. Where like nothing can go against our beliefs. So basically what I'm saying we need to do a whole like yeah, topic on beliefs. Really we have to. We have to do a whole topic on beliefs because I, I like the conversation of our, of our beliefs just like blows my mind because mm-hmm. it's been so many stories of people just believing in something and then so it happening cool. because. But anyways, I was I had a crisis the other day because I was thinking, what if we just go to wherever the heck we believe we're gonna go after we die? Mm-hmm. Every individual person. Just goes to whatever their own belief system was.
1: Nirvana, heaven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. That would
1: be crazy. How many
0: religions are there? Like 4,000 oh and something? So many. So it's many. And where do they all come from? You know, like yeah. a lot of people have been trying to find the reality or re- reality of what the afterlife is or what God is. By trying to find the similarity in all these beliefs. Mm. You know, people that like study this stuff. Yeah. And the thing is is that you you can look into it any way you want, but a lot of things in that person's life, with whatever religion they are, everything goes according to their belief system. Mm. I could I see that with you, Liz. I really do.
1: That's really interesting. I think if you took a survey of, like, um, and you asked people, like, do you want to go somewhere good in the afterlife? I think 90% of people would say yes. Of course, there's, like, the 10% that's super nihilistic and is, like, no, no life really matters. (laughs) Like, we're we're done. We're dying. This life means nothing. That's kind of hopeless and sad. But um, Mm -hmm. I think it really says something philosophically about how, you know, we look up and we wonder at the cosmos and we're like, where are we going? All that. I think that for itself says a lot philosophically, but, um,
0: heaven and hell needs to be a theme on here too. Sometimes it does. It really does. It does. Cause that's
1: what everybody's wondering. Where are we going?
0: Is it nothing? Is it like before we were born
1: when we don't remember anything, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there was a biblical explanation for that, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> bring your Bible next time. Yeah. It's literally like, um, it's so mind-blowing. There's, like, some things like, I, that we know mm-hmm. that, like, God meant to keep a secret. We don't need to know. or uh, But that sucks for some people because, like, super analytical people are like, I need to know. It's like the whole basis of my faith. I need to know. But I think he did give us <laughs> enough. I think he gave us enough to build a foundation. And then he'll, you know, guide us through the rest
0: someday. Okay. Or we might find out in heaven. Who knows? All right. Um, to, to to bring this episode back to its theme, yeah. I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what is something you take for granted?
1: Something I take for granted is my friends, to be honest. Aww. Like, lately, there has been, um, we've been seeing a lot of death. I, I thought about this earlier. I was like, dang, at any time, any one of my friends could pass away, mm-hmm. and I will not see it coming. So it's really easy to take the people you love for granted. It's really easy to say I'm thinking of my friend Laura. I don't know why she came to mind earlier. I was probably looking at her Instagram and thought of her. But I was like, oh my word, like Laura could die at any moment and mm-hmm. like I would not see it coming. That'd be devastating. Um so we kind of just like the people around us like I have no suspicion of your death. Yeah. It could be today, it could be tomorrow mm-hmm. or 25 years from now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, either way I wouldn't see it coming. So here's the thing is I could totally like just Kind of not treasure my friends. Yeah, and be like you're here right now, and this is this is really special. This is a very amazing moment of time that we're in. Uh, not cherish that at all because when you take, take bleh, when you take something for granted, you don't really take time to appreciate it fully mm-hmm. and have that gratefulness flow out. So I know for sure that I take my friends for granted.
0: We just yeah. never know,
1: and that's scary.
0: Um, my answer is a little bit similar, but. Um, When I was thinking about this, I definitely came to the conclusion that I take the connections I've made for granted, Mm -hmm. and I take the experiences I've had for granted, because I'm the type of person that when I'm in a situation or experiencing something, even if I absolutely love what I'm experiencing, I'm always thinking, okay, what comes next? Mm -hmm. When really, I should be in that experience, experience, experiencing it, and uh, being grateful for it and seeing all the things that I'm doing and that I'm going to remember about when I'm older. And when it comes to connections, there's a lot of connections I've made. I'm friends with people from literally around the world because of the college I go to no joke. I have friends all over the world and I've learned and have been told all these stories about, you know, things that someone like me who's just American wouldn't know and uh, stigmas and stereotypes that aren't true and at the base when I think of my connections I do think that people ultimately look out for one another Mm -hmm. I know that it's kind of a depressing thought thinking oh everyone's out for themselves but nobody I've never had an experience where someone wasn't willing to help me and I think I take that for granted because a part of me feels like I'm kind of entitled to it. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm friends with you. So like, help me, you know, mm-hmm. when really I should be more appreciative of it. Totally yeah.
1: That. Yeah. That makes sense. So that like knowing what we take for granted inspires us to exercise gratitude. Yeah. I need to like appreciate, I need to let my, like, if you love somebody, let them know.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean, so
1: like you don't mm-hmm. want to, um you don't want them to like who knows what's gonna happen. You don't want them to drive away and get in an accident and you'll never mm-hmm. be able to say that. So just exercising gratitude in your daily life, whatever it's directed towards, mine's gonna be directed towards God. Um that's a very healthy, very supportive and very um uh what's the word? It's gonna
0: propel you forward. It's yeah. gonna give you happiness. People love to know that you're grateful for them too. That is so true. Yeah. That's so true. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you too, Liz. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so happy we became friends. Me too.
1: This has been like, if I, the important thing, especially for like, um, I think it's equally important, but if you're somebody who's trying to talk to somebody about God, you need to know what they think. Yeah. You need to be educated on what people around the world think so you can talk to them, you know? So it's been really important that I talk to you and I know what you believe
0: in. Mm -hmm. And we've stayed friends. We have. We've
1: stayed friends. Take notes, peeps. There doesn't have to be hostility or debates.
0: I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah me and liz were friends when we worked together and we would literally not get a single customer in after like 5 p.m and we would just sit behind the desk and just talk (laughs) it's so divine
1: (laughs) it's such a divine appointment
0: and then even afterwards we didn't have to keep in touch but we did
1: yep we did and it's kind of like the kind of friendship that you know is going to last because you just pick up where you left off yeah that's how great friendships work out
0: yeah, uh, I was telling her mom when I went over to her house when we recorded this first po- podcast. I'm like, it's like I never stopped talking to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. it is. It's just like you. You feel like you picked up where you left off.
1: It's like nothing happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think in a way, now that I'm thinking about it, I take my gr- friends for granted a little bit too.
1: <laughs> I think. I think most people would. Most say people they do. do. They yeah. Really think about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And thinking about everybody else's experience in the world, it's it's funny because you sit down and think about if you sit down and think about what other people are going through, you get grateful very fast because there are so many people that are like handicapped mm-hmm. who have learning disabilities who are homeless who are going through abusive situations every day. And to think about how valuable it is to just wake up with a roof over your head mm-hmm. and getting up and walking around yep. and be, being able to do things for yourself mm-hmm. I think a lot of people take that for granted. Definitely. Sitting here thinking about that actually makes me happy a little bit because yeah. at least I can, I know that I have that and not everyone can say that they do.
1: I know yeah. for myself, sometimes I'll be like walking around and like, I'll kind of pause and like, oh my word, I'm walking. And yeah. So I'm like, cool. That's really
0: great. I think about that too. Really I cool. really, really do. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what I was,
1: oh yeah. The, like, when you think about, oh my word, my friend could die. You don't want to like, you don't want to allow that to promote anxiety or, like, a super depressed feeling. Instead, like, true gratefulness is going to be, um, it's going to move on from that fear and be like, okay, well, I'm going to cherish this person every day and, this and like, every moment I have with them as mm-hmm. consciously as I can. Um, so don't, like, let that drag you down into, like, a very negative place where you're scared or, like, you feel you have to, like, that fear is going to lead to, like, controlling. So... For example, if you're scared, I this this happened with me. I was, like, scared that my family was going to get coronavirus because some of them are older, some of them have health issues. And I was like, okay, you need to, like, wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> like, you know, be careful. And they had to be like, Liz, it's not in your control at all. And I was like, because mm-hmm. it seems like with a disease it could be. Yeah. And I know people, I've heard of people who have not left the house this whole time. And got it. And got it. Yeah. Like, would disinfect their mail and everything and still got it. So it's like. There's literally no control. So, and if your friend's going to die, unfortunately, you have no control. So kind of just surrender that and just move on peacefully and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to cherish every moment now.
0: Yeah. And it, it sounds kind of corny, but everything mm-hmm. does happen for a reason, it does, whether believe you that. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that the majority of people living on this earth do believe that everything happens for a reason. And it's in your best, best faith to believe that everything happens for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Like, again, circling back, Liz's dad died. That's awful. You know, growing up without her father is so awful. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. However, she met her new stepfather. father. Yeah. She has him in her life now. I've learned she's, so much. Yeah. She's yeah. experiencing things that she probably wouldn't have experienced if her father didn't die.
1: It's true. I was thinking about, I think about this sometimes. And yesterday I was like, what would my life look like? And I know for a fact that I would not be nearly as strong or brave maybe or um, mature as I am now. It sucks that I had to grow up so fast and it sucks that, um, you know, that uh, fear of the future was kind of piled on. One of my greatest fears when I was little is that I'd be like, I'd find security in my parents as most kids do. So I was like, mom, is dad going to die anytime soon? She'd be like... She, you can't give an answer for that. So She's like, (laughs) I don't think so. And then he did. And I like literally threw my middle finger up at God. I remember it happening. And I was just, I cursed him and I was, it was awful. But I think about it now and I'm like, okay, well, what did I learn? And that is the thing I'm grateful for. Whatever I learned, whatever, um, however I can relate to other people now Mm -hmm. through grief. My voice is growing up. It means everything. That is like, I think what dad would want is that. You know, for that learning and that dependence on God to overcome
0: the pain. And he's always with you, Lizzie. Yeah. He is always with you.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about some supernatural things later yeah, on. Yeah, that should be our next one. That should that's be right. our next yeah. one. Supernatural, like, experiences or what we've heard from other people. But, yeah, what I'm grateful for, when I think of how everything happens for a reason, I think about, like, what did I learn from it? And that's what I'm grateful for. Because my life would have been the same. Yeah.
0: Also... Dwelling on things doesn't change them. Nope. Something Not a thing. <laughs> Something completely horrible could happen to you. It's, it's you know, it, you don't want, you definitely don't want it to. You definitely don't want a, something horrible to happen to someone you love. But let's say that it happens. And you're dealing with a lot of emotional stuff from it. The best way to kind of move on from it is have the mindset, this happens. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks so bad. However, even though I feel horrible about this right now, it doesn't change it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change that it happened. What can I do now?
1: Right. At some point, you have to release. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something I was gonna say. It's uh, it, Ellie and I. I think we're both like from our conversations. I've been able to tell that some of it, like um, some areas of our life, we tend to overthink. Oh yeah. And so mm-hmm. I know for sure I do. And Me so, too. Yeah. So there's like we. Ellie told me something really helpful. It's like, what is this going to do? And just let it go. It's like if it doesn't serve to teach you anything, or if if you're not in the place for it to teach you anything right now, revisit it. You know. Um, yeah. So there's not a blessed thing we can do. <laughs> the Bible says, "Tomorrow will worry about itself." That's literally what it says. It's like don't don't focus on that. God's going to take care of it. God sees and he has a plan for that day. You I like that. About it. I yeah. like that. It's really helpful. I've forgotten that recently and I believe that the Holy spirit did bring it back to mind because it says that the Holy spirit will remind you of God's word. And I'm like, shoot. Okay. Well, um, didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's a new chance. I've been blessed with a new day. And so, um, don't let yourself be held captive To something that you wouldn't be able to control in the first place certainly it's a stage of grief but Mm -hmm. that stage of grief is going to pass on to the next one until you reach the end so yeah
0: yeah and when thinking about things that have happened if it involves somebody else like if somebody else betrayed you it's also good to keep in mind that that thing happened and you can't change it and also you can't change what they think and how they feel truth truth. And that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs>
1: mm, especially when you're talking with somebody about your beliefs. Um, I know that for people who are more assertive and forceful, um, they forget that somebody coming to know who God is, is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's not about rhetoric. It's yeah. not about like persuasiveness or um, any manipulative speech. It's literally, we cannot do a blessed thing. Mm-hmm. People have free will. People... You know, God influences people. It's it really has nothing to do with us. Yeah. The only job we have is to talk about it, and yeah. to like encourage, and to build up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. We can't change a blessed thing, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders in a way too. It
1: really does. Yeah. Personally, it
0: does. Yep. And it's finding the people that you do want to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, I think that even though me and Lizzie have a different belief system. I think a lot of them line up. Could be. I do think that a lot of them line up, even though I don't believe in a lot of the Bible stories. And there's a, like you, I believe in reincarnation and you don't. We at the base, we're very similar people just with different beliefs. Yeah. That's what I I would say is like,
1: as people we're quite similar. Yeah. Our beliefs are very different. Like, um, a lot of them won't find a common, most of them won't find like a common, um, meeting point but we as people do yeah yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and And all
1: people really are not that different
0: and i i will say that liz has given me a lot of speeches on like god and christianity and stuff that have actually helped me oh good they have actually very much helped me and i like the idea that there's something something some divine being watching over you and that loves you and that is doing everything that they can to help you
1: People need to know that yeah. they're cared about. This is a-
0: I think that we should cap this podcast at an hour and a half and we're reaching oh, that. <laughs> so Thanks, I think that we should end the show with talking about one unique in the moment thing that we're grateful for. Oh my word, yes. I love the unique ones that can be really off like the Like, unique. Wall. Like, anyone could say, I'm grateful for, like, food or something mm-hmm. really weird like that. But
1: I like the really off-the-wall ones. I really am grateful for this dress. It's not super off-the-wall, but it's
0: flowy and very summery, and I like it. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm really grateful for the help I've been getting lately. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a certain situation that I've kind of been dealing with. And I've been getting a lot of help towards it, and I don't realize it enough, and I'm very, very grateful for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very one thing that would make more sense. I'm <laughs> grateful for um, the summertime. I'm really grateful for summertime where you can have free time, spent with friends, have these conversations. Really cool. All
0: right. I'll do one off the wall one, too, actually. <laughs> kind
1: of balance it out.
0: Yes, to balance it out. I am grateful because soon I will get the taillight to my car fixed. Amazing. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Snaps. Amazing. That's
1: right. going to feel really good. Yes.
0: Yeah. It is. Um, anyways, think about what you're grateful for. And just to let everybody know, we are trying to figure out how to get these podcasts on Spotify. Yes. And yeah. Do you have any wrap up words? Um, nope.
1: There's a little uh, a blessing in the Bible. that goes, God bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you. That kind. Of, it's really long, but I'm gonna keep it at that. So yeah, go with God. Be blessed.
0: <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening. We appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Bye. Bye.